Did you know that many of our modern sayings come from old sailing phrases? Above board now means honest, but pirates used it to fool would-be victims. They would hide the majority of their crew below decks and only have a few men visible above board to falsely lull their victims into thinking they were a peaceable crew. As the crow flies, we know this to mean the most direct route to a destination, but in days before modern navigation, British vessels would carry a crow on board. They would release the crow and watch which direction it would fly. And as the crow flies was the fastest way to land. Welcome to the Lore of the South. South. Welcome back to Lore of the South with me, Kelly Cruz. How's everyone doing? We're closing in on the end of the school year, and I know my youngest two are ready for it. I'm finally going to make the announcement for the t-shirt contest at the end of this episode, so stick around for that. And I have a shout out to give hey to Scarlett and Joshua and their mom, Becca. Thanks so much for listening and for the kind words you left on the podcast page. We appreciate it. I'd also like to mention Monsters Among Us podcast and their group page. Give the podcast a listen and the page a follow. The wonderful crypto den mom herself, Addie Lloyd, selected Lore of the South for Wednesday's Wears Spotlight this coming Wednesday, May the 4th. Each and every Wednesday, Addie makes a Wednesday Wears post so that listeners can literally share their wares, whether it be a craft, art, or another podcast. You all head over, and if you haven't already, give Monsters Among Us a listen, follow their fan page, and tell them I sent you. And thank you, Addie and the MAU gang. Today in history-making news, we have a story from Trend News. The world's oldest intact shipwreck has been found at the bottom of the Black Sea, about a mile down. The lack of oxygen at this depth has nearly perfectly preserved the 2,400-year-old ancient Greek ship. The vessel measures at 75 feet long and still has its mast and rowing benches all in place. The ancient ship greatly resembles that of the ship from Homer's The Odyssey. Now on to episode 42, Trouble with the Bermuda Triangle. What's the John Mulaney bet? I always thought quicksand would be a bigger problem as an adult than it really is. Well, I feel that way about the Bermuda Triangle. As a kid, every Unsolved Mystery type show had segments about the deadly and mysterious invisible triangle in the ocean just laying in wait to take down ships and planes alike. Let's explore this mystery that I soon will be flying over via Spirit Airlines and find out if I should really be worried or not. The triangle stretches from Bermuda over to Miami, down to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and back to Bermuda again. It encompasses more than 500,000 plus square miles. Columbus was the first European to describe the mysterious happenings in the Triangle during his first voyage in 1492. He claimed to have seen a huge fireball crashed into the sea. It's now thought that that was probably a meteor. He also reported strange lights in the distance where no light should be. Then there were the erratic compass readings. Makes you wonder what these old mariners made of all of these happenings. On June 2nd, 1609, 
A fleet of seven vessels set sail from Plymouth, England as the third relief and supply mission to Jamestown. The flagship of the fleet was a brand new ship and the first of its kind, a single-timbered armed merchant ship, the Sea Venture. The fleet carried somewhere between 500 and 600 passengers to help resettle the dwindling numbers in the new colony. But on July 24th, the fleet was caught in what was most likely a hurricane. The ships were all separated, and the Sea Venture's new caulking was pushed from its seams. The captain battled the storm and the incoming flood of the sea for three days. The crew and passengers alike constantly bailing, trying to keep the new ship afloat. By the 27th, the hold had nine feet of water in it. The captain and all aboard were beyond exhaustion. Luckily enough, land was spotted, and the captain purposely ran the ship aground, and you guessed it, Bermuda. The London Company fleet had been caught in a deadly storm in the Bermuda Triangle. It has even been suggested that Shakespeare's The Tempest was based on the shipwreck, only adding to the mysteriousness of this treacherous triangle. January 1880, the HMS Atlanta set sail from the Royal Shipyard in Barbados, heading to Falmouth, England. She never made it. It's assumed she and all hands were lost in an unseasonably powerful storm. She was manned mostly by inexperienced trainees. The USS Cyclops was last heard from on March 4, 1918, before disappearing without a trace after leaving Barbados with a shipload of manganese ore. Some blame strong storms, maybe an unreported enemy ship, or maybe even a misloading of the ore causing the ship to capsize. Whatever the cause, all 309 lives went down with the ship, and none of them were ever heard from again. The five-masted schooner, the Carolee Deering, was found run aground on Cape Hatteras, abandoned on January 31, 1921. No sign of its crew. Was it left adrift in the Bermuda Triangle before washing ashore in North Carolina? Or was it a group of rum runners who met with some bad luck? and ran the schooner aground and then fled for safety before law enforcement could catch up to him. Then we come to probably the most famous of disappearances over the Bermuda Triangle, Flight 19. The training flight of five torpedo bombers was set out from Fort Lauderdale on December 5, 1945. Their flight path was supposed to take them 141 miles due east. They were to complete their mission and then return to base. They were never seen again. The Navy then sent a seaplane with a 13-man crew to search for the missing squadron. It too disappeared, never to return to base. A tanker ship off the coast of Florida claimed to have seen the fireball coming from the direction that had the rescue plane had taken. All that was found was an oil slick on the water. No men, no wreckage. December 1948. A flight from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami vanished without a trace. An investigation was done, but not enough evidence was found to give cause. There had been 32 people on board. In January of 1948 and 49, two passenger planes were lost on its way to Jamaica from Bermuda, the other flying from the Azores to Bermuda. 
September 26, 1955, the pleasure yacht, the Connemara 4, was found adrift south of Bermuda. The ship had survived three hurricanes while adrift, but all of the crew had vanished. So what's happening in this mysterious part of the Atlantic? Let's start with the supernatural explanations, because they're the most fun. The famed psychic, some called the Sleeping Prophet, Edgar Cayce, claimed that it was the remnants of the lost city of Atlantis causing all those mysterious disappearances, shipwrecks, and freak storms. Some claim that there may be UFO or alien involvement. Maybe they kidnapped the crew from the Connemara. A third theory suggests that maybe there is a portal that resides within the triangle that holds an alternate dimension or alternate reality. Once breached, those lost to our world are either pulled in or rejected and crash. Or there are these more plausible explanations. The weather. From hurricanes to gales, thunderstorms, and sudden cloud downdrafts that hit the warm waters and then can seem like a bomb exploding. The odd compass readings, well, they're really not odd at all. Rare, yes. Apparently, there are only a few places that magnetic north and true north line up, and it just so happens that in the Bermuda Triangle is one of those places. So old-time mariners, not aware of this phenomenon, might have thought that there was something paranormal at play. Then there's plain old human error, which none of us like to admit to. Like the loading of the Cyclops. More than likely, the ore's weight was a distributed property, causing it to go down in a storm. Lastly, the theory that I think is the coolest. Well, coolest next to parallel dimensions, that is. Are methane eruptions. Enormous amounts of methane escaping from the seabed and erupting on the surface. It can cause such a great disturbance that it could possibly sink whole ships. Also, could it be possible for the methane to rise to the level of aircraft and maybe gas the pilots, causing them to crash into the ocean below? Whether you want to go with the paranormal or natural explanations of the long history of shipwrecks and downed aircraft in the Devil's Triangle, there are many interesting stories that can make a person lean either way. Side notes, it seems like anywhere that there is a rumored to be paranormal shenanigans, it happens within a triangle. Because we not only have the Bermuda Triangle, that I like to think of as the OG Triangle, but we also have the Bridgewater Triangle, the Bennington Triangle, the Michigan Triangle, the Dragons Triangle, and the Alaskan Triangle, and also the Matlock Triangle. Wonder if that's where lawyers hang out at. I'm sure there are probably more, but these were the ones that I turned up on a quick Google search. Also, it seems all roads keep leading me back to Jamestown. There will be a series soon, probably this summer, and it might be our first multiple parter. Think I'm gonna skip recommendations this week and tell you how to enter the Lore of the South t-shirt contest. We finally launched a YouTube channel. It's nothing fancy, just a podcast with our cover art as a placeholder. 
But if you go to YouTube, search for us, subscribe, like, and all that, and you'll be entered to win a t-shirt. So y'all go to YouTube and subscribe to Lore of the South. Y'all have until May 30th, 2022. I say the year just in case someone is listening to this in the future and thinks they can still win a shirt. Once you follow and like the podcast, I will enter you into a drawing and then I will be sure to announce the winner. I also want to read the sweet review that Becca left us. Y'all just don't know how much it means to know that y'all are enjoying what you hear. Becca wrote, Myself and my two kiddos, nine and seven years old, recently found Kelly's little podcast and have burned through all the episodes in just the last two weeks. My kids love it so much they ask to listen to it as we go to and from school. They also snap their fingers to the music. It's a great way to learn unknown history and get some spooky in at the same time. Thanks again, Scarlett, Joshua, and Becca. Y'all look for us on Facebook and Instagram, where I always share pics to go along with each episode. Oh, and now we're on YouTube. No pics there, just the stories. Y'all like it. Y'all find it and subscribe, please. And with that, we'll talk to y'all later on Laura of the South.